getting hot in here so take up all your clothes i am getting so hot i'm gonna take my clothes off it's getting hot in here take it down <laughs> your clothes <laughs> so hot i'm gonna take my clothes off we're back we're hot <laughs> well we knew that you knew that if you'd been on our instagram page you'd know we were hot Absolutely. but we are currently baking but we're back two girls in a mic hey la what's happening man gosh apart from this heat ain't nothing going on but the had rent. to do a little twerk for the sun just now <laughs> so glad you guys don't have a you know we don't have a camera in here because you would have seen my struggle twerk <laughs> drop down and get your eagle on literally oh, no, that's knees. it with my knees with my knees with my knees hey the knees are bad <laughs> nowadays you know Listen. the knees are bad you know when i see like um what is that girl's name? Meg the Stallion. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I see her on stage getting down, oh, so the main thing I'm thinking about is her knees deserve an award. <laughs> she's down there for ages, forever. Like, up, just, down, up, get, down. You get up now, please. <laughs> You're making my knees hurt, and I'm standing up. Listen, I can go down. I can't get back up. Yeah. <laughs> This is it. I need like a wall beside me. So I've just got a little, you know, a little, so bit, of, little bit of support. A little bit of support. And I just stay there and I'm like, okay, as long as this wall doesn't cave in, we're good. I can do this <laughs> with support. <laughs> God. Oh. So what else has been happening apart from knees um, giving way on us? Well, you know, just like um i've been i think I, I can't actually can't wait for love island to end because i feel like it's actually taken it's over been my dragging life. on now yeah it's too much mm. too much too much um, really i'm too involved i'm cussing people that i don't know and i don't <laughs> like that i know it's all kind of scripted and everything and i'm fully like how dare you michael yeah. how dare you do that to amber how dare you if you remember last week i was defending him yeah and then the, the whole antics this week see even now speaking about it i'm getting irritated yeah like i don't know these people yeah do you know what but that's the thing it is a very interesting case study of just of just people watching Mad. and the thing is even though they're not in our age bracket mm. um i still f i still think it's very interesting in watching the things that happen, the way people interact with each other, there is a lot that can be drawn from it. Mm. So, you know, we've started off with Michael and his changing behaviour. But I think loads of people, especially people on, you know, the Twitter timeline. And guys, if you do have a Twitter account, follow us, underscore the number two girls in a mic on Twitter because we tweet regularly, not just about Love Island, but a lot about Love Island, <laughs> but loads of other stuff. But um, the Twitter timeline um, is testimony and is testament rather to the fact that Michael of Love Island and his behaviour is unfortunately not unusual. Mm. He is a common story. Yeah, very and that very and that was the running thread on twitter like most girls are like i've 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 been with a dude just like this yeah. just like this and we were all like yep yep saw the sign seen the sign yep. been there done so let's the take let's, ta the let's take it from the top starting with he and amber being together mm -hmm. so michael and michael's older than amber isn't he is yeah. he one of the 28s and yeah, she's a, she's 21 like mm -hmm. right so they got together, he liked her, blah, blah, blah. Now, I think the turning point or the tipping point 
in their relationship, and this may just be because of editing and how the show's been presented, but was when Michael was read that tweet about Michael was is whipped mm. or something by Amber, and we all know what the term whipped um, is said to mean. And then um, I felt as though that sort of undercut his ego. Yeah. And then made him start thinking about, oh, is that probably, is that the impression that is being given on the outside? Because, you know, they're going to be super conscious of the fact. They know now, this is not a new show. They know it's a popular show. They know people are watching it. So he perhaps became super conscious of the fact that that may be how he's being perceived in the outside world. And so to to, to buy back some Mm. ground, I felt he almost switched on Amber. And the thing is, the switch was like, Okay, if you're going to take that into account, I can imagine that's going to have an effect on anyone's mind. The, the minute you hear people from the outside world saying an opinion of you that you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, where yeah. did that come from? But was it people or was it one person? Well, in his head, I'm yeah. sure if you're in that house, you probably think it's the entire nation yeah. that thinks that. Okay, that's fine. But the way he switched was such a 360. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 180, yeah. sorry, 360. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sound like Porsche, which is like, there's 380 days a year. Bless her. Oh, God. Did you remember that? <laughs> she's had some, she's like, she's some had blunders. She's had the underground and all of that. So, yeah, no, but um, um, he just, yeah, he just switched. The switch was so huge. It was like, yeah. I now need to prove myself yeah. to the nation that I'm not a Muppet and I, you know, I'm not having this 21-year-old girl, you know, take the mick out of me. And it was horrible to it, watch, it actually. It was awful. It was like... And, and Amber was like deer in headlights, like yeah, what, what, what? Yeah, and that's that's the, that's the bad thing about it that mm. he was able to, to or, or he basically thought about himself and the perception that he felt people may have of him, mm. but he, what he would have been okay with is a perception of him being a nasty person because then he became that nasty person yeah, yeah. to try and buy back um, ground, and so then Casa Amor happened. Mm. And then he coupled up with so basically he went into he went into Castlemore, right? Yeah, and he coupled up with um Joanna. Right. So the whole point of Castlemore is is it's it's a test to see if the relationship mm. using air quotes that you've built is 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 um something that you're gonna stick with. And he you know, there were no signs apart from what we're saying, that he was going to break up with Amber. Amber wouldn't have known. And then he goes into Castle Moor, meets someone else and decides to couple up with them. Okay, fair enough. You've made your choice. But his reaction to Amber's reaction, Amber's, in my view, um, natural or expected reaction, again, Mm. were just awful. Shouting at her, calling her childish and all Mm. the rest of it. But then fast forward from that, all the things that he'd complained about in Amber, then this other um, girl, Joanna, was doing anyway, Mm-mm. cutting him off, yeah. determining who he could speak to yeah, and yeah. who he couldn't speak and to. And he was having it. And he was having it. And mm. so you start thinking to yourself, well, what was the point of the switch? Mm. And then he's so happy, with, um, so happy with Joanna, so happy with Joanna. Joanna then leaves. He gives this big speech about, oh, um, I found who I've been looking for in here. So there's like a pause and I'm sure everyone was thinking, okay, so you're going to leave with her. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. And then when she leaves, he then starts getting to the point where he's thinking, oh, I like Amber again. And I just want to tell you my feelings. When Amber's met someone else, all of those flags are things that 
that a lot of women and a lot mm. of girls have seen before. Oh, yeah. And it was actually really, was really awful, awful to well, watch. The Shade Borough, shouts out to them, they posted um, a video of him, you know, saying, oh, um, to my fans, I just want to thank you for all the support that you've given me, blah, blah, blah. Doing this whole kind of Oscar speech and people were writing in the comments like, bruv, we're just waiting for Ovi. We, we don't care about you. Right? Anymore. Like, what support? What, what support? Gonna... <laughs> what the hell are you talking like, about? Came... Unless it's support from your immediate family or I your mom, your dad. So bad. That's about it. But you came across so poorly. And ironically, when he first came in the house, he was doing so, so well. Yeah. I think he was one of the front runners. Yeah. people like. Oh, but you know who like called? Do you know who called it? You know who said he looked like a, a heartbreaker or something like that? Amber. No, it was Yawande as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Because remember when she was like, "Oh," and oh, they were I right. she, she was like, she said something about his tattoos or something like that. Mm. And she was like, "Oh no, I'm not on this." Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were they were right about him. I think his colours showed out in the end. And one of the mm. things that I think was quite important about watching his i'm going to call it a storyline although it's you know supposedly reality but is that people should take away from it that and i know it's not this is just one show but life is a long game you know when you meet people it's so easy to get drawn in by that first yeah. impression but how often do you meet so i'm going to say how often although it doesn't happen to me because i'm quite perceptive <laughs> I'll tell you that now. I am true Cancerian. I'm very perceptive about people and mm. energies. But you meet somebody and, you know, they behave in a way that leads you to think they are this particular yeah. way. But you give it time, you give it time, the cracks start to show and then their true self comes out. And sometimes that can be very far removed mm -hmm. from that first or that initial um, impression or that, that, that persona that they put forward. And that is why it's so important not to jump as soon as you meet someone. Yeah, that's it. Find out who they are first. Find out who they are first. Because yeah. you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And I just think it's been that has really shown through in this whole kind of scenario when you see how people can change over time. And remember, this is a short period mm -hmm. of time. So people can change over time, but also what comes out of somebody's mouth will not always match their actions. And you've got to watch that. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I am so keen on, don't get me wrong, I like words. What, words of affirmation, one of my love languages. We're going to do love languages one day on this show. But actions speak louder than words. Because if somebody's saying one thing, but they're acting in another, another way, yeah. which one do you follow? You've got to follow their actions. That's the truism. That's the, that's the realism of, of who they are, of mm -hmm. what they're manifesting. I think that's why... Um, Shouts out to Ovi. I think that's why Ovi, Ovi is doing so well. Like everything he has said, he's actually represented yeah. in his actions. Like yeah. he's doing really, really well. And it's so funny because when he first came into the house, obviously this gorgeous six foot seven, you know, just beautiful guy just came in. And obviously initially everyone's first thought is like, oh my God, who is that? Mm -hmm. And then my second thought was this, oh my God, Please don't let him be like Biscuit or Lucas from Batchat. Honest you to racist. God. Why he's got to no. be like, why Biscuit and Lucas though? Can I tell you why though? Because whenever Shout we have- Shout out to my Nigerian dudes. Whenever we, listen, <laughs> whenever we have a black male, black representation on TV yeah. in that kind of setting, in that sort of environment, this is what we need to be kind of like 
fearful of because we know yeah, that's right. that's they're gonna go for the, the the extreme of okay so what so where are you from then oh okay all right and yeah, um no, right, tell yeah. us about yeah. the roads then and blah 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 and that was it and now they're just gonna get active yeah, on mate. and then all of that and i just <laughs> had this horrible feeling i thought no la just watch it yeah see what's gonna happen and then he's just really just representing himself well he's mm-hmm. just representing himself as a normal young man who a young Nigerian man who can make life. breakfast. He's, hey, we see who can who can, who can yeah. iron. Do you know what's making me laugh? You know when he was making the eggs yesterday? Did you see that episode? Yeah, yeah. So he was making up these eggs, and yeah. the girls were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Mora, this is you yeah. make a, something. I can't remember a tremendous breakfast. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, "Do you know wow. how basic this shit is?" It's the salt and pepper and garlic, <laughs> mate. <laughs> It's the sort of everybody. I just thought, shouts out to um, Nene. Um, she was like, look at this basic, basic. That's what I'm saying, yo. I'm telling you. And sometimes, you know, all it does is take a little basic shit, you know. And so some people actually like to skip over the basics of stuff. And Ovi's like, no, I'm going to take you back to the basics. And I was just watching this. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you got any brothers? I know he's way too young. But I'm like, you got any brothers? This is it. Older cousins. <laughs> right? But will they, will, will they be like Ovi? Because, you know, let this me just... This is it. There's like a little... Right. A little, a little gem that springs out of a, a family. <laughs> where the rest of the family, maybe not. You know? But like, can we just talk about Ovi as well? Yeah. Just about... About his bone structure. Okay, there okay, I said let's, it. Because that, that bone structure is kind of perfect. That's all amazing? I'm saying. It is... Amazing. And, do you know what? The amount of times I wanted to fight Amber because I'm like, Amber, this man is literally Foolishness. standing right next to you. Blinds. And you're to blind to see over it. this freaking <laughs> cubic head shaped Rubik's head. No good for nothing. Flipping Michael. But then wasn't Amber the one that said in some kind of way that she didn't go for black guys or she didn't like black guys or oh, she didn't like guys that looked like her dad's or something like that? I don't know. I can't at the know. beginning i think i heard something of that mm. kind of nature so that might be that might be why that mm. might be not who you know she she, she doesn't <sighs> find them attractive literally just standing there right next to you and it's so funny because when they went on their first date and she was like questioning him as to why he doesn't have um a girlfriend because mm. she was like you know you're six foot seven yeah. you're very you're good looking yeah. you're a really sweet guy like all of his positive stuff like she's i'm like Amber, you're literally reeling, reeling out all his qualities, all of these good qualities. So if you can see but them, but yet you're still boohooing over that brickhead over there. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really it, this is the thing I like about um, Love Island. Although it is dragging on, it is very interesting yeah. in terms of just like people watching and watching interaction mm. um, between them. But do you know one thing that I was discussing in a WhatsApp group is how long we think it's gonna, you know, it's 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 lifespan is in oh, terms of probably yeah. not very long. I don't. I yeah, reckon. I think it will. The bubble will burst when it gets a bit like um, Big Brother. You know, when Big Brother first started, like. But this this is nobody knew yeah. like, it, how it was gonna take off. Nobody knew the format. They literally just flung people in the house. Yeah. And that was it. And then from that show, you know, in terms of who the audience kind of gravitated towards, they then started to pick contestants mm. who were kind of similar to past seasons. And yeah. then, then the format became very, you know, 
recognizable to the general public. Yeah. And that's when it started to get boring because you knew what was going to happen le- next. You knew that they were going to get, you know, kind of the blonde, kind of bimboish girls, or you knew that they were going to get, you know, kind of the, the token black person. You knew that they were going to get the a representation from the LGBTQ community. You knew that they were going to just, just yeah. really obvious kind of choices. choices and yeah. It just made it, this is boring now. You're not even trying. Yeah. I think uh, the another part to that of the um sort of not the yeah the demise as you would call it of um big brother and i think um love island has accelerated down this track whereby the people who are on it are on it for fame as opposed Mm. to the experience Mm. so when big brother started off like you said it wasn't you know, it was just random people from mm. different parts of the UK being thrown into the house and um, just, you know, seeing seeing what happened and seeing where they went from there. But I think then, further down the line, you know, sort of like eight, nine, by the time Big Brother was 10, yeah. the people that were on it knew of the fame that Big, Big Brother brought. It, yeah. And so they went in wanting that. They went in playing up to the cameras, whereby when you think of the old days, mm. people were less less concerned with the cameras and more concerned with what actually the dynamics and what was going on in the house. But I feel that changed a bit where people were actually mm. playing up yeah. for the fact that they knew, not just that the physical cameras were there, but that there were millions yeah. of eyes behind the cameras. Well, well you know that a, sh- a show is doing really well is when they take the same format and then they decide, let's put celebrities in there. Yeah. Because they know the show is so huge that you can afford to actually pay for celebrities mm. to go in the house. And the celebrities will also know that the 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 um I guess the the, the shine the that payoff for them yeah. is that obviously they get more recognition, probably more work. They'll obviously they get no, it was reviving people's there. careers because yeah, it was they weren't like even that. going for like A listers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the payoff, I guess. Yeah. So I feel as though um going back to it, I feel as though Love Island has accelerated down this path because. Mm. This is what the fourth season of Love Island, and yeah. I only I only know that because this is the first one that I've watched from the top. Mm-hmm. Last year, I remember watching after my birthday because everyone was talking about the show, so I was just like, "Oh, let me what just yeah. see what it's about." And then I was intrigued by it, so I continued watching it. So I watched the tail end of last season, mm-hmm. but then when I speak to some people, I remember people talking about the year before that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm presuming that there was one more before that as well. So I think yeah. there are four, this including yeah, this, this is the one. Fifth, yeah. Oh, is this the fifth? Yeah, it is. I right. remember people talking about like this. So I think thing. we've already got to the point, mm. watching this one, although I don't have that much to compare it with, I think we're, we're already at the point that these people that are in there mm. are people who are um, seeking fame. Like, you know, I, I, Curtis is a performer. Mm. He's a dancer. Mm. He's a performer. Molly May is an influencer. Mm for her recognition sells it works tommy fury is in uh you know in a in a yeah he's in the boxing world he's a known person then there are people like you know arabella and danny Mm. models and Mm. i use that term loosely but recognizable faces (laughs) do you know what i mean and then there are people who are like people on on kind of like on the cusp if you like yeah or on the fringes of being known, I'm not yeah. even going to call it celebrity, but sort of just being a bit more known than just 
Joe Average. Mm. Um, and so I think that that already brings us to the point where things that are going on in the house are, are, are not contrived, but in a sense they are, especially when you hear them talking about at, at, at some point, oh, your ex, uh, your ex is my ex or something mm. like that. The two of the like, girls. How do you know each other? I thought you were supposed to be complete strangers. Right? Like, so it's those, those. And even with um, Curtis, Curtis was like saying, you know, I slid into Maura's DMs. Thank you. A little while ago. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what? That can't just be a coincidence. Yeah. So there's, you know, so all of that kind of stuff, I think, leads to where we are now, which is um, them being hyper-conscious mm. of the fact that there are loads of people watching. And so it kind of perhaps takes takes away from the reality of it, the real reality yeah, of it, because yeah. people are kind of, you know, acting with, with with that in mind or behaving with that in mind. So I don't know. I w the point that I was making and where we got to in this point was that I think that Love Island may may not last much longer because we're already at this point unless there's going to be a, a sort of shake up in the format mm. my prediction is it it's not going to last for for much longer i can't see it going on for another five years what i can then see is like you said a celebrity version yeah. of it to sort they of try and try revive like, it just long it out as much as they can yeah. it's like okay let's give it a bit of a shake up oh i know we'll do a celebrity version yeah or, you know and then they'll probably bring in like you know said listers and or people from the u.s who are on reality shows over yeah, there yeah and things and like that yeah so it'd be things like that but thinking of things that you know might not last much longer mm. i know we spoke a lot about um social media on last week's show mm -hmm. um i kind of wanted to touch on it again because i read that apparently instagram are thinking of taking off the likes oh yeah uh, of um, people's accounts. They're so. already testing it. They're yeah. testing it in, I think, Australia. I know they're d doing it in Ireland. There are about five places, I think, yeah. around the world that they're already so testing that's that. that's going to be quite interesting because, yeah. as we know, a lot of people are social media influencers mm. and obviously a lot of the times their likes are something that is kind of important to how they kind of promote themselves and how they're kind of seen mm. by businesses and other brands who might want to do to know, use their yeah. influence exactly yeah. so how do you kind of see this affecting the future of um instagram and just social media in general like do you think it's a positive thing or a negative thing the thing is i'm kind of torn i, I understand why because they're saying you know um it kind of takes away from the the joy somewhat of it and it makes things um seem competitive and it creates a sort of uneven an uneven base for some people because then mm -hmm. you do have people who trade off the fact that they have so many likes and for young people sometimes likes can be determinative of their yeah. self-esteem or their social standing and stuff like that and i get all of that but Instagram as a tool needs to recognize that it's its own operating system, its social mm -hmm. operating mm -hmm. system. And I think that I'm not sure how we should react. When I say we, I mean society should react in a sense that they created, so Instagram created Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. But then Instagram became what we the user made it right so if now we are 
using it in this way. Mm. So in the influencer type way, in the between friends, I do want to see how my friends, how many of my friends love this picture. You know, I have a private account. So Mm. if I post a picture (laughs) and there's no likes, it's like, why am I posting this? Right. Yeah. To us to an extent. Because yeah. I have I have a I have a separate Instagram mm. which is my own mood board, mm. which I don't follow anyone on mm. and I don't want anyone following me on. Mm. And that's where I post other pictures. Mm. Pictures that I just want to look at, pictures that I can ruminate. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. But this my 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 personal current Instagram, if I'm like posting a picture I can, they're saying you'll be able to see your likes. Right. So that will still, I don't see how that will um, assist where they're saying, oh, you know, young people are using the likes as a determinative of their self-esteem and we want to move away from that and make it enjoyable for all. But still, if the, if the user still will see that they've got zero likes, mm. then they've still got zero likes. Mm-mm. So it's still, that problem's still going to exist. But the point I was really making is that although Instagram created itself, we have decided how we use it. So then should Instagram swoop in and say, no, we don't, we don't want it. We don't want you having this from it. We want it to be like this. It's almost like I create, I create a wheel and you're like, okay, you've created the wheel. So I'm going to put it on my car. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 but it's not for cars. I only, in my, in my mind, yeah. I only wanted it to be for bikes. Mm-mm. I only wanted it to be for pedal cycles. <laughs> but you're like, no, nah, but fam, it works yeah. as for this it's, as well. It's fine, it's cool. Yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 you can't use it for that. It, do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like it's not allowing, it's not giving us the agency and the autonomy that we thought we'd have with it if they can then come in and take away what is such a big factor yeah, of it's it. A huge because factor Instagram, of it. where it may have started off as just a place of mm. posting great pictures, nice pictures, interesting pictures, pictures, pictures. Yeah. But that like feature means something. Mm. It's a it's, huge part it's down, of it. Look, for me, it's like it's down to the individual. I think if you're running a business and part of your business is very much run due to social media and your presence on there yeah. and your follower count and the amount of people that like what you're doing, yeah. then you taking that off there is essentially affecting, it's going to affect the business. Yeah. Because people like, you know, people are a little bit like lemmings. If one person's liked this picture, you're going to see a whole bunch of other people probably liking the same pic. And also as well, you want to know in terms of content, what people actually like to see Mm. so if you're just flinging up random stuff and it's not kind of marrying with what you're doing Mm. and what people actually like then there's no point in posting it i think likes are kind of like a really good way of kind of in kind of gauging what is good for you as a business to kind of post and what is actually helpful Mm. so there's that side of it and then the other side of it i think as an individual if you're somebody that you know can't go a day without checking how many likes you have had on your picture then that for mm. me is a problem but it's a problem for that individual person mm. and I think they would probably had a problem anyway prior to the like system setting up it's probably exactly. somebody who really takes it you know takes it on board or for face value you know um people actually liking them or finding that you know they need to find um what's the word i'm looking for 
just find validation in somebody kind of saying, mm. yeah, I like what you're doing or I like you or blah, 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 blah. I think that's that individual person's problem. Mm. And if you have a, ch- if you have kids, I think again, it's down to you to explain to your children that look, this is social media. This is Instagram. You need to not get too hung up on the fact that, you know, you don't have, you know, 70 likes, 100 likes, whatever, yeah. what that's, this is not real life. Yeah. Yeah. Your real life is to focus on A, B, C, and D. Mm. Okay, mm. so you need to explain to them the kind of like just what's reality and what isn't. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. those are the things there. So I think it's a little bit disingenuous of um, IG to actually say, we want people to get back to X, Y, and Z because there's a whole bunch of stuff on Instagram that if they were going to work on, they, I think they should be working on that as opposed to likes. There's so many problems yeah. with, you know, with people with, showing yeah. images of self harm yeah, and stuff like that. And they're refusing to take it down because, Oh, it's a breach of, um, mm. of well, in fairness to them, they have stepped in over the, the, the images of, of, of images and imagery of suicide and self harm. Mm. They've taken that seriously, but you're right. There is, there are so many other things that they can do to kind of clean up the platform as it were. Yeah. I don't think that likes, which is in my view, an integral part of, the 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 whole instagram thing removing that is kind of like mm. uh, why are you doing that i yeah. can still see my likes yeah, yeah so if, yeah. if if likes are what is 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 pinching me is penning me <laughs> i'll still be able to see it yeah just because other people can't it's not it's other people aren't mm. thinking well i don't know other, yeah i wouldn't I, have I thought other know. people I've, are thinking I've about never other liked people's a page li- because liked a page or a picture because 500 other people have liked it. Yeah. I've liked it because, oh, this is a really nice image or it speaks to me in some sort of but way. But also, do, do, would you, are you interested in how many likes somebody else's picture gets? No. That's what I mean. So I don't I'm understand I just how... Like a picture because I like it. Yeah, so I don't understand how you not being able to see my likes yeah. is of assistance... To me, yeah. if I'm going to be affected by my likes or lack thereof, if I can still see my mm, likes. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't understand how it helps. So maybe I'm missing something. No. So, yeah, sh- it's weird. So can you see like maybe like five to ten years, like Instagram not even being a thing? Because if you remember once upon a time, MySpace was the, was the hot thing and at the time when everyone was using it, we couldn't see that, you know, MySpace would not be around. Mm. It, was, it was such a powerful thing. Like everybody had a page, you know, everybody could like, you know, um, change their page to look however they wanted to look with all the mm. backgrounds and mm. stuff like that. Mm. And now it's like, MySpace, what the hell is that? Mm. If you were to mm. talk to mm. anyone under the age of 25, they probably won't even know what MySpace is. Well, I mean, if, 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 they if instagram do bring in the um removal of the 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 likes system or mm. the visible likes um here i think i think for some people it will lose part of its its um draw mm. because how would how, how will um an influencer be able to show a brand that it has this much interaction this it. that's what i'm saying with it's a specific affect a lot of people's business with a specific audience mm. so that may mean then that well i've got no reason to really be out here like this mm. all those kind of like um people who are like instagram models and mm. i say that without any shade how because i i think 
the whole point of that is using it as a platform to get mm-hmm. um, onwards. How if how will you move upwards and onwards in certain things if you're if you're not mm. able to show like, like on um, YouTube if you make if you make a song yeah. and it picks up loads of um, hits and views and then it gets on heavy rotation. Mm then that has led to people being signed yeah. and it's stuff like that. So imagine if you just took that all away mm. and it's just, well, how do we know that's popular? How do we know that's popping? Mm. How do how do brands know that that's what the, that's what the people want? Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, I don't know. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be, I think it is going to make certain sections or subsections um, of current users fall away from it. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the feedback is over the, you know, the countries that they've decided to take the likes away. Because obviously, I'm sure they're, you know, they're watching it to see how it falls, how how it falls off, or whether or not, you know, people are actually be quite like this whole new system. Mm. So we shall see. But on to other news, we've now got a new prime minister, Cheryl. No, I that's going to be tomorrow. I think today was so hot because it was a sign from the devil to let us know that hell is about to kick off. Mm, mm, and this, mm. is, this is the heat that you lot are going to be feeling for the next couple of years under this man's rule. That's how I feel. I really do. I cannot believe that Boris Johnson is going to be the prime minister disgusting. of the UK. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm this buffoonish... Um, by that. This is the person that you want representing the United Kingdom to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough that Donald Trump is the leader of, you know, one of the biggest superpowers in the world. We now have Boris Johnson. Yep. He's probably going to be his lapdog, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I just... But, you know, we say, we say, we say lapdog, but, you know, Boris is, is, a, is a problem in his own right, of in course. my view. He is, to me, he his his election as um, the leader of the Conservative Party, and thus he'll become PM tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, just goes to show you how how mediocre you can be, and still and, and still reach the yes. highest ranks yeah. 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 in this country if you fit a certain demographic mm. that's my view and that's what i find disappointing about his uh, about his position because this is a man who has traded off the image of being a buffoon mm. i'm not saying he really is a buffoon but he's traded off that image of being a bumbling buffoon he this is a man who um in I think it was the last election cycle, you know when what's that um, Labour MP Diane Abbott? Yeah, she um, got some figures wrong mm. in an interview, and you know they went to town on yeah. her. And she gets she gets the you know the brunt of a lot of um, racist, sexist um, abuse, misogynistic yeah. abuse um, online. But she really was torn to shreds. Mm. Boris has done exactly the mm. same thing. Several times. Yeah, in many an interview. Mm. And it, you, you hardly hear a peep mm. out of the press that support the Conservative Party, which is much of the press mm-hmm. in this country, about that. 
But those are the things that we should be looking at. Somebody who fluffs their way through interviews, somebody who turns up um, unprepared mm. to answer questions that are supposedly his remit mm -hmm. as a politician. Somebody who goes abroad and says things that puts a, um, a, a British citizen in danger. This lady that's being, what's her name? Nazreen, I can't remember the surname. Mm. Um, she's being held prisoner in Iran at the moment. And when um, Boris Johnson was um, foreign secretary and he made a pronouncement even that, even about Even when they what, announced him as foreign secretary, I was like, that's ridiculous. That's here. what I'm saying. Have you that is what I mean. about people who don't look like him, but you want him to be a representation of somebody who is able to converse with people outside of the UK? Mm. Like foreign secretary. Do you understand what that means? Mm hmm. Oh, but God. that's what I'm trying to say. That is that is part of the problem that I'm saying. He was, you might think, when you see what he's done in that position and things that he said in that position, ill-equipped to be mm. for that. But yet, that's, that is mm. quite a top position. And that's what he was given. But in relation to this lady being held um, prisoner um, abroad, he um, said that she was there. He, he essentially said that she was there doing something which she wasn't doing. Yeah. And that was then used against her in part oh or held God. against her in part because it was given power because Boris Johnson said, said it. it. Yeah. So, and all now she hasn't been released. She's still being held. Oh, and this is what I mean. Somebody can still do this. And then you, mm. you, you then factor in all the things, as you said, that he said about people that don't look like him mm. and um, Muslim women looking like um, letterboxes. letterboxes. Yeah. Yeah. Black people um, having and low burglars, IQs. black people having low IQ and having watermelon, watermelon smiles, smiles yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. And <laughs> here we are, oh, here we are in the UK, um, prime minister, mm. prime minister, not a, 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 a mini minister. <laughs> the prime, prime. <laughs> minister. <laughs> So they're saying, yeah, we, we, we're, we're confident with this guy. He's got what it takes. This is, this is, this is our guy. Oh my God. I just, that's, I that's, doesn't bear thinking about, honestly. And you know, there's, there's more because um, the bit that really horrified me is I remember ages ago when I was on, um, when I was on Twitter, when they were talking about um, Boris Johnson and delving into his past. Mm. He's actually he's actually got quite a dark past because um, there was um, an incident where he was recorded talking to, I think it was somebody else in politics and they were asking him to find out some details mm. of a journalist. And the reason why um, they wanted details of this journalist was because they wanted to afflict violence to that person. They mm. wanted to have them beaten up. And Boris Johnson was actually entertaining the conversation. And he was saying that he would try mm. to get some, some of the details. And the only thing that he was concerned about was that they shouldn't give him, give the person too much of a pasting. Wow. That's on it's been recorded. Mm -mm. It's out there. That's real information. 
that's a, a that's like a real situation that happened and i repeat yeah this is going to be the prime minister so tomorrow. what do you think it is that you know the people of the uk seeing boris or well it's not the people of the uk yet, yeah cause, because really and truly the way that this is all planned out is not because we had a huge general election and he was just voted in mm. like normally mm. it's because you know of the whole fucking cock up of um brexit really and truly theresa may stepping yeah. down and so well, we can even go further than, than that, really. I think it all started from him, again, what's his face? David Cameron. Mm. And that just kind of set the ball just rolling. And we've just, you know, had, he left, Theresa May came in, and now Boris Johnson. Mm. None of them, apart from obviously David, have had been voted in due to a general election. It's almost like they've got in there by default. It's almost like, it just feels like it's very planned. They knew what they were doing. Everything seemed quite strategic to me when you look back at the series of events that's actually gotten us to this point right here, right now. Mm. I think, I, I don't necessarily know if that, just that line mm. from Cameron to May to Johnson has been strategic, but I think that where where we are in politics and where we are in a nation has been a perfect storm to allow mm, that to happen that yeah, to, yeah. To, to be what 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 effectively happens mm. and what what befalls us and to to an extent um you know i think we are going to be as a nation and so that's the only reason why i use the word we we are going to be architects of our own severe downfall mm. and by downfall i think that we are, if we haven't already, we're going to lose um, some of our standing mm -hmm. in the global world of politics. Definitely. It's already happening. Yep. Yeah. And I think in relation to Brexit, because Boris is somebody who said, uh, Boris Johnson, sorry, is somebody who said he will, he, he will go for a no deal Brexit. Mm -hmm. Brexit means Brexit definitely for him. He'll go for a no deal Brexit. And so if we go for a no deal Brexit, we are definitely. That's it. We're that's, yeah. <laughs> we're def. I mean, I think we're going to dive into um, recession anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I think on the cards mm -hmm. and I think I, d I do, I'm, I'm not, it's not, you know, hyperbole. I, th I think there are, there are uh, dark times ahead mm. um, for us as a country. I really do. So sad. Um, so, so there we are. Mm. I try not to get sad about these things, you mm. know, I try not to, I just, I just, I just you look outwards. You can't, you just have to just keep going really yeah. and truly. And I try to look the beyond reality these is, Even if this wasn't going to happen, you would still have your goals and your aspirations set there anyway. This is just another, yeah. And again, another hurdle or mm. that I would say poor people, people who are marginalized yeah. have had to jump over again. Who it's going to really affect is probably like the middle class people because I don't think, I think that a lot of them probably voted for Brexit and mm. they don't fully realize the shit storm that's about to come mm, and hit mm, them mm. like, if they don't, I mean, if they don't realize now, I think, I think a lot of people have, but if they don't realize now, then maybe, no, because I think yeah. a lot of them are still very much romanticizing this old era of um, Great Britain. I don't think that's the middle and, classes and the empire. Yeah, I don't think that's the middle. I don't think that's that's the that's the true descriptor of the people mm. who are doing that. I think that is more um, older people mm. in this country, and 
yes, they there there may be a portion of them that are middle class, yeah. but I think actually it's that it's just, those I ones just, who have yeah. a specific who are of a specific age group who will think back to great who were who were sold the lie yeah. the fallacy of what really great Britain what it what? was that made yeah, yeah. them great. Um, I think that's going to be the problem. I think many of the um, educated um, middle classes will understand actually mm. that this is this is a this is um, this is not doesn't bode well. Mm. Uh, no deal Brexit doesn't bode well for us. It's mm. that's that's mm. ridiculous. Because I just think when I well obviously not all middle class like people like this at all. I just think the Katie Hopkins of this world that kind of those kind yeah. of people there who really truly truly want to hang on to this you know britain is great and britain is a christian country and britain is this and britain is that and blah 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 mm. and as much as she's not from you know the old school era of kind of you know you know the people like war veterans and stuff like that who like to hang on to that kind of romanticized view of britain she still has a very much kind of just a very skewed skewed and very weird opinion of of the, the united kingdom like you know we we need to we need to keep britain this and we need yeah. to keep britain that not seeing that wait a second all of these things that you're arguing about you seem to forget huge huge parts of the history of this country mm. and the way that it's kind of gone out of its way to colonize and to invite immigrants over to build this nation and then the minute you think, oh, the area that I live in has got way too many Muslims in it or way too many brown people. All of a sudden, it's like, mm. okay, we need to get our country back. Mm. Well, again, I wouldn't, for someone like Katie Hopkins, the, the first and foremost descriptor that I would want mm. to give to her is not middle class. It's the fact that she's a bigot. Mm. She's a racist. And that's mm. what a lot of people it's, think know, about Boris Johnson. Yeah. And that's 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 problematic. That's deeply problematic. problematic. That's probably an understatement. That, but that's where we are. That's that's the, those are the clans that are, seem to be running the show at the moment. And that's where I say that I I can't I can't even get sad about this. I have to recognize it, and that's yeah. what I think people need to this do. I think it. they like, need to recognize people, it, especially and people, definitely look outwards. For people of color, it's like this is this is not our first time at the rodeo i like, mean that aside yeah, that I aside for other people who aren't really fully aware that this this is really going to hit you it's going to really knock them for six like i fully understand where you're coming from with um your your opinion on it and everything and I'll, i'm right there with you i just i just know i know for a fact that this is gonna hit a certain section of britain and they're not gonna know what to do themselves mm. Mm. Oh God, it's awful. So anyway, let's 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 move on from um, Boris. Um, let's talk. We haven't done your rule of law for a while, Shez. Like, is there anything that you, you know, you've come across in your working life that you're like, you know what? I need to talk about this, or people need to know this, or just could be anything, anything basic, or just what 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 is happening in the world of law. Mm. <laughs> two um two things come to mind that are relevant and recent to um to to what you know things that have happened to me professionally mm. and uh yeah i'm going to speak about the more positive one which is even when you think you're a bag of nerves mm. 
I think one of the skills of an advocate is being able to push past those nerves oh. mm. and being able to get your message across fluently, um, succinctly. <laughs> Brevity is a skill of an advocate. <laughs> and um, without betraying those nerves. And um, that happened to me recently when I was given really positive um, and completely unsolicited feedback um, by really senior counsel about something that I'd done um, and presented in court. And I was nervous as heck at the time. Really nervous. And I felt like I could even hear it in my voice, but it's probably because I know what my voice sounds like. Um, And immediately I'd done it and, you know, um, the court rose and to, to sort of, Uh, think about things Um, I was given this as I said unsolicited really kind of positive feedback from um, um, quite senior counsel and then other counsel who were in the court as well Mm. Um, and I just kept thinking to myself man I was mad nervous like I no don't get me wrong though I you know I believed in the force of my submissions and everything but I was just really nervous um and I, I, you know, I, I said that to, 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 to one of the council and they said, I, I couldn't tell that at all. I couldn't mm. tell that at all. So I think it reminded me of that maxim, which I know actually applies elsewhere, but it's like speak up, even though your voice shakes, you know, speak up yeah. type thing uh, or speak out, um, you know, for what's right and for what you believe in, which in this particular case I was right from the moment, from the offing, I was right in the lower court. Um, And I did believe in my point. And so I did speak up and um, I felt like maybe my voice was shaking, but apparently it wasn't. But it kind of, it it reminded me of that. And I think therefore it kind of goes with um, what we were talking about the other day in terms of the differences in the way women perceive themselves in the workplace and the way men perceive themselves in the workplace. And yeah, this may be part of it because I felt as though I was, you know, I was noticeably nervous, nervous, but clearly I wasn't. Yeah. Um, And that, but, but that thinking that I was noticeably nervous may in some way, it didn't, you know, obviously I said everything I need to say, but in a different kind of dynamic, it may have on another person had the effect of them maybe thinking, oh, I can't do this then, or this is not for me, or I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. But actually it's not that. I mean, you know, when I talk about public speaking to people and I um, encourage it in people and actually give tips on how to do it, I say, you've got to, you've actually got to embrace your nervousness There are things that you can do. You can breathe through it. You can think your way through it. You can pace your way through it. You know, I have, um, but this is all paid stuff. So if you want to (laughs) know, holla at your girl. Um, But yeah, so there there are many ways to kind of tackle that. But I think if I condense it to one bite sized thing of what I'm trying to say today um, is that. Yeah, actually, I'm going to leave it on. Even if you are nervous, even if you don't feel capable, Mm. just breathe in, rise to the challenge, 
get your points out because your points will always be this is what I quite like about law as well mm. if you can anchor them in law and in fact then you're on strong ground yeah, yeah. so push through those nerves and just oh, get well it out there you, man can Thanks, do we can say it every week ladies like believe in yourself sounds believe. so like cliche and really cheesy at times but it really is the truth yeah for sure like honestly we can be our worst enemies at times because we Defo. just we just kind of talk ourselves out of stuff like yeah just self-doubt is just it's a huge killer it's a huge thing it really is yeah so, you're right yeah, and so for me for as that. I said I, I always remind you know sometimes I have to remind myself as well because I think I was more kind of on this um when I was far more junior but I still do it now and I have mm. to pull for it sometimes you know you walk into a court and you just say I'm not losing I ain't losing today. I ain't come here to lose. I'm controlling this shit. I'm controlling this bitch. It's my house. <laughs> it's my house. And you know what? That's that's the thing. Um, a silk who I you know I know very well. Queen's yeah. Council who who I've worked with before, um, who I really rate and respect, actually said that about me. He said that's what you do in court. That's that's it. That's mm. why you win because you take control. Mm. You say how it's going to yeah, go. You guide course. things, and yeah. that's um, that's part of it. So I didn't. I did that even when I didn't know I was doing that. Mm -hmm. But even when I tell myself that's actually what I'm going to go and do, I'm walking in there and I'm running things. This is how it's going to go. This yeah. is how it's going to be because that's going to mean that I'm going to win. So, yeah, positive thoughts about yourself and your own ability and kicking aside like negative thoughts can really assist they really can bring about um successes because even some of our greatest sports people talk about having to visualize mm. their success so runners talking about visualizing coming for going across that finish line first ballers talking about visualizing them scoring that goal and then it, you almost have the out of body experience of doing it yeah because yeah. you visualize it yeah. so you're not actually you're not actually working on roach you're kind of like you know you're it's it's difficult to explain because sometimes when I get into the flow of legal argument I like I, I'm not even really I'm just in the zone you know mm -hmm. when you get in the zone I guess that's that's how how you would put it um, and when you see somebody in the zone, it's, it's marvelous to watch, you know, when they're like, they're not focused on maybe like in my, in my, um, line of work, you can see when people are not focused on their papers or, or this or that, but it's just that stream because they are fully clued in on what they're saying and the law that backs them up and the the precise facts of this case that mean and you know being able to deal with any questions that yeah. come to you you properly get in that zone and um it was like watching i can't remember the woman's name who won Wimbledon who beat Serena in the finals mm. at Wimbledon she was in the zone yeah man. she was she amazing was the, she, like, like, even Serena was like I had to she had to hand it to her yeah. she's like look she outplayed played outside of herself and that's what I was just yeah. about to, that is exactly how I was going to describe it that mm. woman played outside of herself she played outside of herself it mm. was it was absolutely amazing mm. to watch and you know that's coming from me who just you know, completely love Serena and yeah, yeah, yeah. he's always rooting for her. But that yeah. that that victory, um and that it's sad amazing. that I can't remember the woman's yeah. name. Halep. Halep. <laughs> yeah, Halep. Halep. She 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 yeah, she played amazingly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's 
I think that she had visualized that yeah. and then she was just in that zone and it, she was always going to win. Mm. She was always going to win because sometimes you just can't, you can't penetrate that. Mm, you cannot mm, defeat mm, that because mm. it's, like it's above, day, yeah, yeah, it's above yeah. talent. It's above, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to articulate, mm. but yeah, so that's mm. that. Okay. And what about you, my Fitbit? My Fitbit. Oh, I want to, I kind of want to talk to people about food because one of the biggest questions I get asked about is, oh, what should I be eating? What should I be doing? And as much as I tell people what to do in terms of like eating, like nothing crazy, just like mm. a regular, regular food. Mm. It's like it, sometimes it goes through one ear and out the other. And I, mm. I kind of, I understand why. And I have to kind of stop myself from getting irritated and the reason I have to stop myself is because I know the reason why. And the reason why is because I know that as a society, we've been told so much BS about food. Mm. It's that to the point where now what we've been told is literally stuck in our head. So even if somebody is telling you do the exact opposite of what you've been told for years and years and years growing yeah. up. We still so we need a complete re-education. Yeah, so it's like we still revert back to type. And it's yeah. like, if you've been doing the same thing for 30 years, 40 years, and you're not seeing the results that you want, why the hell are you still doing the same thing? Even when you've been told, mm. don't do that, do this. Mm. It's like, there's still a, like this resistance mm. to not doing it. Mm. So like when I, you know, when I do give my meal plans and stuff like that, I think people are expecting me to say to them, oh, you know, you need to have this magic pill, which you can buy at um, Iceland. And then you need to go and buy a Marks and Spencer's salad. And then you need to go and do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, literally, no, let's go back to basics. And basics is basically food probably food, stuff. what your mum or your grandparents cooked mm. when they were younger. Like, and the reason why is whole because, foods. Yeah. Whole foods. Like we mm. now we live, we're a nation of like people who live on processed foods mm. or we go out and we eat, you know, in a restaurant or we have, you know, conveniently, we now have Uber Eats and Deliveroo at mm. our fingertips, charging us friggin' ten pounds for delivery. Before you know, you spent thirty quid mm. on, you know, on food. Thirty pounds that could have bought you food for the week. Mm. So, my basic advice to people is go back. Just think about what your parents and what your grandparents literally used to pre prepare for you um, for dinner and for lunch. Of just just general food, you'll find it was probably basic wholesome didn't have a ton of salt in it didn't have a ton of sugar in it mm. it was just basic food and it's just food that will actually fuel you mm. and still taste good it's mm. just that now we live in a society where we just can't be bothered to do stuff we're actually quite lazy mm. i've said this so many times and when you say words like lazy as well you know you get that look like oh my god you can't say that i'm not a lazy person da -da -da -da. Mm, mm, i'm not mm. saying that you're lazy to say that you're a horrible person i'm saying we as a whole as a society we become very lazy. Everything is for convenience. Yes. It's not convenient for us. We don't want to do it. Yes. It could be something as basic as, think about it. Most houses have a TV yeah. in it, right? In their living room. Your TV is probably less than a meter away from your sofa. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's painful for us to get up and turn the TV over. Mm, That's mm, how lazy mm. we've become. We mm. don't want to get up to turn the telly over. Mm. 
It's like, where the, where, if the remote ain't there, if it ain't anywhere near you, we've all done you it. You can walk like, a mile looking yeah, for the remote. But it's not like, we to... will literally walk the entire house and if we don't haven't found the remote, then that's a big old crisis. It's yeah. like, In fairness I to me, can't. I don't know if my TV has buttons. But, yeah, but this is it. Like, I don't know either. <laughs> like, I found mine the other day. I was like feeling the, the edges of the telly because I couldn't find the remote control. Yeah. And like, obviously I understand like it's a bit annoying. You want to turn it over. So, you know, for com- that conven- convenient is great but at the same time we've kind of fallen into that convenience so much yeah to the point where we can't even think back to basics it's yeah. like everybody and we, we bang on about cleaning our own meat and cleaning chicken and seasoning it from scratch and leaving it in the fridge to marinate and everything and blah mm. blah blah that is the most basic and healthiest way that you can actually cook mm. boil your rice from scratch don't mm. go to mr ben mm. and buy the boy we've all been taught how well i should imagine that most of us have been being taught that so when i say to people just go back to basics mm. stop depending on friggin mns prep mm. costa all of these places that pre pre-pack your food and even though it says salad or it says whatever it, whatever healthy type thing on there mm. doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy you don't know who's prepared it mm. you don't know how much salt's in there you don't know how much sugar's in there you don't know much fats in there you don't know whereas if you're preparing your own food you can actually say well you can have a handle on yeah i made this myself and i know what's in it so for the most part i think people and food they seem to think i'll just eat whatever and then i'll go to the gym and then i'll work it off you can't Mm. it's impossible like so you would have to spend hours in the gym to kind of sometimes even work off one meal because it's so high in salt and so high in sugar right so the point is go back to basics and and also that's in terms of of the sorts of foods that you eat but also going back to basics in terms of the food itself try to eat it when it's in its most natural state exactly yeah so processed yeah leave the processed stuff alone even the stuff that is like um you know they have a lot of places like pret and eat that do prepared salads and stuff like that understand if like maybe you've left your lunch because I've done it before. I've left my lunch at home and I've had to buy something because I'm starving, which is entirely fine. But for the most part, I find that there are people literally like, Oh, can I, Oh, you know, I've I've seen your meal plan in the rain. I don't notice. I noticed that there's nothing there for me to eat. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, if I'm out like on my lunch break, um, I need to run to prep or I need to run to this place. I'm like, I don't really deal with prep. (laughs) I deal with, food that you're going to prepare yourself you're Mm. not going to go somewhere where it's already prepared for you because you don't know what's in it so the minute i say that they're like oh yeah i don't actually know what's in it do i'm like no you don't you don't know Mm. who's in it at all i don't want to get back to yeah i don't want to go over the story of my days working in the cheese factory which i've told cheryl about many a times Mm. but let me tell you prepare your food yeah yeah that and i'm telling that's even it's more than half the battle so don't Try not to focus too much on exercise, even though exercise is great and I love it and you should do it. So it really releases um, serotonin and dopamine. But if you get your food right, I can almost promise you, yeah. you're literally like 70% of the way there. Yeah, bodies are made in the kitchen, man. Yeah, so do that. So that's my Fitbit advice for the show today. So we're going to wrap this up with Shady Corner versus You Are The Light. <laughs> I like that. We gonna we gonna keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Completely unplanned, right. guys. Okay, cool. All right. So who are we putting in shady corner? Well, 
god let me just tell you something well so i the other day i watched um i'm quite proud of myself actually because i'm always trying to do this is going off on a tangent i'm always trying to do two things at once (laughs) i'm always trying to do more than two things at once so some of the time i don't have my full attention on something so consequently when i want to unwind yeah my way of unwinding is just to do one thing. Right. So um, I watched, that's a long way of saying, I can go off on tangency. Mm. Uh, um, I watched a film the other day. I watched The Equalizer 2 yeah. at home mm. just to relax. She says for such a film directed by Antoine Foucault, mm-hmm. starring Denzel Washington. Right, all right. Love man like Denzel. Yeah, don't we? Married to his wife for, I think, 20 to 30 mm. years. Black wife, black love. Loving it. Antoine Foucault. Antoine Foucault's in shady fucking corner today. So this man <laughs> is married to... Do you remember Layla Rochon? I think mm, her name is. Yeah. from. I always remember her from Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, yeah. And Boomerang. And Boomerang, mm. exactly. Did you so, know she used to be married to... Um, do you ever watch um, Breakdance? Yeah, because I've watched Breakdance. It's one of my favourite films. Don't ever oh, ask so that again. Oh, so you know who... Um, um, the fuck you mean? You know the, the guy that played Ozone? Yes. You know that was she was married to him? No way! Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Do you know he liked one of my, my stories? Yes, I do. I Sorry. saw that. I'll let's let's keep this moving. Sorry, please. I just had to mention that. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, actually, you haven't told that story yet. <laughs> but he loves <laughs> me. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember. It was you and Callum, right? Yeah, I do remember. Callum <laughs> Right. So, he, Antoine's married to Layla. Mm. Apparently, they have two children. Why am I seeing on social media pictures of this Antoine guy locking lips with Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, Nicole Murphy? I was like, what? So he's in Shady Corner anyway Mm. for that because he's not divorced. They may well be um, separated, but that hasn't come out yet. And this is not the way I'm sure your (laughs) wife would have wanted it to come out. But... This is the kicker in the damn teether. Nicole Murphy, you can go in Shady Corner too. Now, usually, obviously, Nicole, I think Nicole is now, she's obviously divorced from Eddie Mm -hmm. Murphy. And I think she was dating a guy called Michael Strachan before. Mm. But I think that they are um, split I think I think they were they were together for a while. Yeah, but I think they're already they were already known to be Splitsville. So usually, you know, I'm never really gonna point my ire at the woman in these part or the sing the so called single woman in these things. But then she apparently, when questioned about the pictures, and you can see them online um, of her and Antoine kissing, she says no, she was just greeting him as a family friend. La, <laughs> they are lip to lip. Oh, She's man. wearing a bikini and like a, a like a kimono or a throwover. Yeah. It's open. My man's got his towel halfway down his pelvic area. Like Yikes. they are looking very very comfortable together. They mm. both seem to be like holding like it looks like a little cup of tea or something, and they're kissing. But the thing is, there's more than one picture. So there's there's that picture that I've just described where they appear to be standing up. I saw another picture where they're sitting down, still kissing. So how many many lips on, kisses on the lips do you give Mm. to your 
so-called family friends, your so-called, your married family friend. I'm not buying it. So for her to even say that, I just feel like she should have just kept it, kept them lips closed, not even commented because the comment that you have said now makes you look kind of even worse. And Mm. I'm saying this not knowing the full story. So the both of them, until we find out more, (laughs) are in Shady Corner. (laughs) Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) This is thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Right. Anyone to put in Shady Corner or someone Um, into the light? Into the light. Oh, let me put into the light Mahershala Ali. Um, it has been a love him that he is reprising the role of the comic book character Blade. Blade, I have to say it like that, Blade, because that's how Wesley Snipes, who used to play him, used to say it all the time. The Daywalker, I love absolutely like I love. He Wesley posted Snipes. the picture of Wesley Snipes yeah, as Blade today, I really, which I thought was and nice. Actually, I know that um, fans of Wesley and the whole Blade um, franchise, they really wanted him to take take on the role again so i i don't know whether or not he was thinking about it or whether or not it was even in his brain to like yeah let's 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 give it another try i know that the third installment even though it sold well i don't think he got on very well with um ryan reynolds who was in it Mm. um so there's a whole kind of backstory behind that so um it's interesting because if you know anything about the marvel universe and everything Mm. you would know that apparently um Blade is kind of solely responsible for kind of really putting the Marvel franchise on the map. Right. Because it wasn't doing very well. In fact, they were like literally bankrupt before Blade, Blade. Wow. Um, came out and mm. it was like a surprise hit. Nobody knew. Mm. So thanks to Wesley, he literally gave the whole Marvel franchise the 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 leg up it needed in order for it to kind of continue mm. and, you know, produce things like X-Men and obviously Black Panther and the whole Avengers series. Mm. So I think that's why fans are very, very much loyal to Wesley. But when mm. it was announced that Mahershala was actually taking the part, I think oh, they were like, actually, yeah. Because mm. obviously he's won two Oscars. He's an, an amazing actor mm. you know he doesn't look too dissimilar to um wesley mm. the minute he starts training they buff him up i can see him being blade and doing mm. an amazing job buff him so up. i'm really i'm really glad and wesley actually tweeted he was like you know first of all i want everyone to just chill out it's no big thing i'm actually very happy for my Herschler and everything and he yeah. thanked all the fans for being supportive and kind of really getting behind him and wanting him to take it but he was like um, let's just all just get behind my guy and just push this push that's a lovely forward. sentiment yeah. so thought, that's so nice but i'm a massive wesley snipes fan and i'm like wait i know mahershala's won two oscars but wesley's actually not won anything in that because when mm-hmm. i think about his roles i love new jack city is one of my favorite films i think that's why i love him because mm. like nino brown is one of the the, the, the bad hardest bad guys bad men out there like some mm. of his one-liners in there when i watched it i actually watched it the other day and as well Wesley, you're you're a bad man. You're <laughs> at acting for you to, you can play Nino Brown, and then you can go and play like the cross cross. Um, was it a cross dresser in Two One Food? Thanks to Julie Newmar. There's a film with him, John Leguizamo, and Patrick Swayze where they all play um, drag queens. Mm. That's quite funny watching Wesley. So he sounds dress. like he should be in. He could be in. Um in the light as well yeah like honestly like i'm really happy for both of them i'm like two black men just kind of just supporting each other and they're just up there so 
Shouts out to the both of them and I hope the franchise does well. Um, who else I want to put into the light? Um, Mo, Mo mm-hmm. the comedian. Shouts out to him for getting his um his own show. Loving that. Off the off the road, off and up and running every Friday night. I think at ten o'clock on Channel Four. He had his first show. It had Jesse J. Um, it had um Steve Coogan and who was the other person? This comedian, this Asian guy, I don't know his name. I'm really sorry. Mm. Um, but it was really good. So I'm really pleased for him. Like his trajectory has been great. I remember when Mo used to do his stand up at Jump Off and he just did this really funny Gets impersonation, which I'll never forget. Mm. It was hilarious, but he's a, a really nice guy. So you know when you hear about nice things happening to nice people? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, look. Yeah. Yes. So please for him. Well done, Mo. Keep going, man. Definitely into the light. Yeah. I'm glad he's 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 dropped the weight. <laughs> Shade. I'm not saying so that is <laughs> that is the end of this show. Yeah. We will be back next week, same time, same place. We are two girls. These are our mics. Bye. See you later.